0: Alrighty folks, welcome to Behind the Buttons Our show where we recap the week and brainstorm the future of Two Buttons Deep The fastest growing media company in upstate New York My name is Jack Carpenter and today I am joined by Drew And the Buttonista along with Jonah in the back Coming to you from Jonah's backyard First time ever here and he did not tell us That he has a squirrel sanctuary back here You have some of the friendliest aggressively friendly squirrels here and it's kind of worrisome they're almost too friendly it
1: looks like ernie and though and a
0: lot of them are pregnant
2: too which is, is weird yeah jo-
0: jonah said they're pregnant which we don't know There's where like, you get a- that information a- allegedly, from allegedly
1: allegedly
0: all right well uh, i'm doing the intro because joe is not here he usually is our our MC of the event and clearly anybody who is was or could be an anybody would be on this show but joe's not here As we say about Joe, he's everywhere and nowhere at the same time. But he's not here, which is ridiculous. But uh, we all had a bone to pick with him, and I think that's the reason he's not here. Mm -hmm. He posted one of – I feel like every week my pit is just things he posts, and I'm starting to feel bad. But he posted one of the most despicable things on his Facebook where he said just that anybody who is, was, or could be an anybody – was at the Capital Region Chamber of Commerce dinner in Albany. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Just
1: just the words Chamber of Commerce are so, like, 80s, 90s, early 2000s to me that I'd laugh out loud physically at the sound of it.
0: That is just the biggest flex you could write. Anybody who was, is, or could be somebody. Like, you think it's, it's going to be, like a presidential level event he went to. Like he was at the White House doing this. Nope. He was at the Chamber of Commerce dinner.
1: Why does he start with the past tense? Are there dead people there?
0: <laughs> that was my original comment. i said, what dead people? Who was somebody at this event? Listen, if I, I wanted to point out, this is the 180th gala that has happened at the albany capital center this year it's nothing special and if i went to all of them i too would be dead because they're all the same hate to say it great causes yada yada but uh that was i wish she was here i think that's why he had to quote unquote go to go to solve (laughs) a bank issue in south carolina myrtle beach allegedly just like the pregnant squirrels
1: don't feel bad about throwing hate on the galas i mean i've said it before i'll say it again galas are so tired and so boring. It's pay to play. It's get dressed up in like your Boskov's dress from the back of your closet. And it's just not fun anymore. And we've gone to some, we shake the hands, like we do what we need to do, very in and out. And I think we pick and choose. But as a whole, if you work in nonprofits, fundraising chambers, we got to ramp it up. We got to bring some energy back into these events. And the ones that have had energy in it are actually because they have called us And tried to bring us in for some backup to liven things up a little bit. But that's a crazy statement.
2: So I just went recently, speaking of the gala, to this gala at the Albany Public Library. And Joe was emceeing that too. And he did a good job there. So, you know, I got the brown power with
0: with Joe. So, my boy, you good to go. You know, handle what you got to handle. But... Even Joe, though you weren't at the Capital Region Chamber of Commerce dinner, so you're not in anybody. Yeah, me and
2: him are going to have to talk about that on, on that. But uh, <laughs> um, he did great. He's a great MC when it comes to that. And he just holds down that field. So you know, Joe's in his lane doing his thing with the Chamber of Secrets or the, the whatever, the-
1: <laughs> and not with us. That was um of all his recaps that he posts to showcase where he's been. That one was even more alarming than the Bill's comment that you took issue with a few weeks back.
2: Yeah. It could stem from the Airbnb, man. Next time we get <laughs> next time we get an Airbnb, just, just give him a cabin,
0: man. Who knows, you know? So he was mad we didn't give him a cabin at June Farm. <laughs> no, I know I that's don't know. A true, you know? True, thanks. Was, you know, who knows? It because We from- had our whole team stay over there. I know Joe never I've never had a sleepover with Joe, and I don't think that's a threshold I want to cross. No. That was our first team sleepover. And uh was he actually insulted? He didn't get invited? No, I just, I just, it just felt weird when I was like, yo, you coming
2: up? Uh, I'm hyped to spend the night with you, bro. we going to have a t- two buns deep sleepover. Yay. And he's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> that was a good impression. And I was like, okay. I'm new to the squad, so I don't know who to be talking about stuff to. So I'm like, I was just hyped. Well, it could it could be the Airbnb. Who knows, man?
1: If anybody ever has any questions about us, just listen to this fucking podcast. Like, I think people in my life listen to my shows as, like, a spy. Because they're like, mm-hmm. I know what you said on the show. Like, you told me something different, and then you went on the show said something else. And I'm like, it's out there in the public. Like, what are you, what are you trying to do? Like, I know you're going to listen. You're going to find out all the shit that we're doing anyway. So, nothing is uh, nothing's a secret. So, True.
2: Not on so, behind the buttons. So, Joe's in South Carolina right now? Allegedly. at
1: the bank in Myrtle Beach. He I didn't even know Myrtle Beach had banks. <laughs> you know, I thought you just took all your cash trip. out and retired there.
2: One thing, Joe, I have to ask on all your trips, you bring your there's a bike. You bring your bike on all your trips. So I don't know like do you put it in the car, strap it to the top of the car, how do you get it on the plane? How do you get it on the subway? Or he know. bikes there.
3: Or he just bikes there. So I just think that's that's crazy. Everywhere he's on a bike. Yeah, but I've never actually seen the bike. I just, I just see Joe wearing a helmet.
1: I've never seen him on a bike. I've never seen his feet not on the ground.
3: <laughs> Maybe
2: he just brings the helmet around and no bike, you know what I mean?
1: More questions than answers.
0: Exactly. Uh, he could be biking with uh, the winner of our summer photo contest. She just received a sweet electric mountain bike from White Claw and DeCrescente, who is a sponsor of today's show. You can win something, too. If you're listening on Friday or Saturday, enter to win a new Miller-like guitar, signed by country music star Luke Combs. Taylor, what's your favorite song by Luke Combs?
1: I don't know one, which is why I was going to make a joke today on Instagram stories and say for the first time this is a giveaway, I don't really want to win. I don't deserve it. I don't need it. I looked so awkward holding this goddamn guitar (laughs) that um, I had no idea how much Albany showed up for this guy. So this should be a huge giveaway and something that you could really want to win. Just not me.
2: I thought it was like an American Idol, like photo shoot, to be honest with the guitar. The best
1: part is, is it was of course in the Stewart's parking lot, which is like the, no offense to Stewart's. It's just not a glamorous place. And we've just been like, we've only seen each other for like short amounts of time this week. So I have been wearing these elaborate outfits just to basically get a picture and then move on. But like that one just didn't hit. Because I'm in the Stewart's parking lot wearing pumps and leather. Yeah, we were,
0: in the, we we're in the Clifton Park parking lot. We had a meeting with a client and I was like, let's, we usually debrief or get ready at Stewart's and we debrief thereafter. And I'm like, let's go to a park. I'm like, I'm picturing you on like a nice bench, like country music vibes. And she's like, how about that rock right over there? I'm
1: like, All right. <laughs> But that's a great giveaway. It's a nice it guitar.
0: It is. Luke Combs, he's big, literally brought the most amount of flannels to downtown Albany. I've ever seen he did two sold out shows this weekend and i've got like a good kind of aerial view of pearl street and it was just flannel city and i just had that joke it po- i mean it was just an observation and i'm like we got to make this joke and then someone sent us an epic photo of the mvp arena just packed entirely with flannels I saw that, and that was one of our most liked photos yep. this summer
1: all people that didn't go to my live show otherwise they would have been scared to wear those out in public but it's all good i forgive you <laughs> luke combs fans
0: Well, it's been a crazy week in our world. That's the whole point of the show, just to be open and honest about what we go through here at this company as we build it from the ground up, button by button. Uh, But first, we want to talk about the peak of our week, the best part. What do we do? Obviously, a lot of our best parts are things we're going to talk about, uh, but bring a little light to the show. Taylor, what's your peak?
1: I mean, I have so many peaks in my life all the time. I bring up most of them on this show. Uh, recently I've had a few really good hair days, so that's, that counts in my world, but I actually did have a real deal peak. I went to Herbie's Burgers for the first time in Latham, and I just like to eat. I'll eat at any opportunity I can. I like to try new things, and this is like the burger fry combo, kind of, of your dreams. I had such a good experience, and I drove by the one here in Albany today, and I kind of put it all together, because I didn't know where they were, and- I wish so much, so much success on all of our like local restaurants. I need them to become like mini chains. Like I need a Simone's Kitchen to be in like Saratoga, Clifton Park, Latham, everywhere. I think Herbie's Burgers would do the same. I just want to be able to walk into one if I ate it as much as I want to. But it was so good.
0: Like a uh, Ted's Fish Fry.
1: Yeah, like yeah. I need like six or seven of them. But the branding is cute. It's like Instagram worthy. Five Guys-esque.
0: It's delicious. Oh, my
1: God. And I didn't feel like shit after. You yeah. always feel like shit after you eat stuff. Yeah. I don't because I think it's just so much in my body, like Drew. I love
2: their milkshakes, their chocolate milkshakes. You oh, know, you hell yeah. You can't go wrong with those two. And what I think what makes a great restaurant or a good food business is the menu is it's tiny. You know, you don't, yeah. you don't have many options. And I think it's great that a restaurant really just hones in on one type of food and they just specialize in that. And I think that's what... That's what the next type of food restaurants are going to be. Just more, less menu, you know, just straight to the point. We serve this, this, that, and yep. that that.
1: If you don't like it, scram like the yeah, squirrel. The fries, though, oh, my God, are so good. Who's Herbie, though? Who is Herbie? It's a good question. I'd like to meet him.
0: It's tough to, like, say to a new group, hey, I got herpes."
1: Yeah, it's <laughs> not easy to say, let's go to Herbie's Burgers.
0: You want some <laughs> Herbie's? Yeah, Herbie's. with The a first B, time I brought that B. up, it was a back and forth of that manner, very Seinfeld esque. Yeah, and then the, they literally have a Seinfeld shirt there, so I loved it. I don't it. know who Herbie's is. That's a great question.
1: I absolutely love it. I think that could be a good, uh, maybe a good Ted questions deep, or even I'd go undercover and I'd sling some burgers.
2: Yeah, I think you should. They and I'm a chocolate chip cookie connoisseur, and they make um nice fresh baked there too. So
1: damn.
2: I, yeah, no, I know my spots, man. I know my spots.
0: My peak is watching it was almost an emotional day for me oh boy monday night october 3rd i think that's monday yes it was october 3rd bob kavajic's final day on air an absolute capital region legend he spoke to my class when i was in kindergarten and has just always been the news to me like we have a lot of longtime news anchors around here but a lot of them have hopped around and no nobody was followed quite like bob so to see him on his final day, they dedicated the street to him out uh, North Pearl Street, right outside down in Monans. He was crying like a baby. Oh, he was weeping. <laughs> he was. He weeping. saved. He
1: saved a lot of those tears in his mustache for later. I heard.
0: <laughs> I I almost cried at home just watching this whole ordeal. It was a little awkward, or you know, it was clearly it was live. They were doing everything live and, you know, can't really rehearse all this stuff, but it was just a lot of good emotion happening here at probably what I would say is our final favorite station of who we reference and work with a lot and uh, just got to tip my hat to a legend. He did a great job. Yeah. Was never in the papers, never controversial, just told the weather, did his thing, rocked a mustache and the reason he came to my kindergarten class, I love this story. My friend was at Waterslide World, and he ran into Bob Kovacic. And my friend, I think I've told this story on the show, my friend is obsessed with the weather. He is currently living in Oklahoma doing weather chases. Like, he pursued it just like I pursued this, and I I love that for him. And I love the fact that he saw Bob Kovacic at Waterslide World, and he went up to him and was like, can you please come speak to my class? And Bob did it. Wow. And forever... I, I've got nothing but love and respect for that guy.
1: Yeah, they don't make them like they used to. I feel like you should reach out to him. I feel like you should connect and just let him know what it meant to you. They were showing all these, uh, you know, kind of handwritten notes that they aired. And people really up to you. Like, you said he came to your kindergarten class in the, like, late 90s. He was visiting newsrooms or uh, classrooms, like, 40 years ago plus. So, um, yeah, it was super awkward. It was hard to watch if you didn't uh, have an affinity for him. But
2: Did he have the mustache back in the 90s when he came into kindergarten?
1: Oh, yeah, I think it's been a staple. I mean, that beard
0: mustache. He's talking about it coming and going. I think he did shave it at some point, but, uh, yeah, just. So what did he do when
2: he came into the kindergarten class? Did he bring cupcakes, treats? No, I just gave a
0: presentation. We were in the library. That's where I remember. I just have, like, one frame of it in my mind of him talking to our class, but he had white hair then, looked pretty much the same, and uh, it's crazy, man. Lysa River, not a rock.
1: Yeah, your Bob is my Steve. So when Steve goes, I'll I'll make this the similar tribute. But I also don't like that you're saying Bob Kavacic with a J or a G.
0: What do you say, Bob
1: Kavacic?
0: It's with a chick. It's Bob Kavacic, chick. Come on, but you man.
1: just butchered his name throughout this whole Bob Kavacic. Ew! It sounds uh, like
0: right, I'm not Jerrying him. You but are it's... a little. Yeah, what? you've you known him the ball. longest here, yeah. and, and you look Sh- up to him, Bob Sh- Kavacic.
1: I don't know where this is coming from. You just watch hours of live coverage, <laughs> including Kavachi his whole family.
2: That you uh, that he's butchering your name, man. Yeah,
1: yeah, he didn't deserve that in his final days. But you know what? Shout out to him. Hope he has a good retirement. And uh, nobody's going to have to res- reference him the way that you just did anymore. So.
0: <laughs> didn't you get your pet from him? or is, That was Steve Caparizzo Steve oh. Caporizzo Pet it, Connection. Yeah. That's the one and that's, that's yours. That's yeah, yours. that's my
1: guy. He came to my kindergarten class.
0: I'm going to be a little excited when Steve retires.
1: I For a very particular why. reason, yep. because
0: the Mohawk Humane Society hosts two galas. We love galas.
1: We love them. We love, gal- <laughs> we love them. To everybody that's starting <laughs> a gala, invite us.
0: They host yeah, like two them. galas every year. One is dog-themed, one is cat-themed. Steve Caparizzo has hosted the dog one forever, and he's the MC and all that. They gave me... <laughs> the cat won three years ago, which is a huge honor. I love that they trust two buttons deep and me to host this thing uh It's coming up on the thirteenth if you're listening to this today, tickets close on the seventh um so if you want to join us, they said it's almost sold out, which is crazy, yeah, but it's a cat focused gala. Never had a cat in my life. That's okay. I love all animals, but when Steve goes, I think that's. I'm going to go kind of from JV to varsity, if you know what I mean.
1: I know what you mean. If the
0: world works out, as I hope it does. Yep. I'm praying for you on that got to put it in the air, you know? Manifesting it. Yep. That's right. One day I will host the dog gala, and then right. we'll love galas again. Okay. <laughs> Speaking of dogs. Oh, boy. Big dog. So, Steve Cap, he runs the Pet Connection. That's where I got my dog, Granny, in January. We adopted a 12-year-old wiener dog. What? I'm just saying granny, granny, (laughs) granny, (laughs) and she started on the Steve Cap Pet Connection and ended up being a local hero after we went to the Albany Oktoberfest, which has always had a wiener race, and it was never really on my radar. We've covered this event a couple times, but we've always missed the race, so I've never seen it. That's not why I got a wiener dog, but when the opportunity came up, I'm like, holy crap, Granny's 12. She's not getting any faster. We got a media company that covers this type of stuff. Granny, you're running. And we started doing skyway loops every night, getting her in shape. And I had absolutely no idea how she would perform. Because, I, I I, mean, I've had her for six months. She's a great dog. We have a great bond. And But she's never been off leash. We live in downtown Albany. We keep her on a leash everywhere. I don't know what she would do when we let her off because it's basically like a 30-yard dash. You go from one owner to the other, and we go to this event. I was almost appalled at how it intense it was. Like, it was, because it's, it's, it's on Pearl Street between two brick buildings, uh, it felt like we were in a coliseum, like gladiator vibes. People were drunk. <laughs> And crazy for this event, and I'm rolling up with my little 11 pound wiener, being like, "Oh my god!" She, I, I thought she was gonna like freak out, but she was calm, cool, and collected the whole time. People were getting pictures with her; they knew us, and I'm like, "Oh my god!" Like, this is really happening. So, we went out there, we did our thing, and uh, before I break it down, you guys saw the video. Drew, you were there. Jonah was there. Just want your guys' immediate reaction of how it panned out because it ended up being probably the peak of my year. Definitely a golden-button video of the year contender. And I just want to know, what did you guys think watching it? Okay, so I show up there.
2: There's mad people. The thing is packed, like super packed. And everybody, like you said, everybody's drunk. And the all the noise was coming from this wiener dog race so in in the front of the like entrance you hear the wiener dog races in in the distance i get over there and everybody's chanting it was crazy i've never seen nothing like that before so honestly i didn't think granny was gonna do good at all so because it, it was just way too much going on like when he says there was a lot going on there really was so much that a dog the dogs wiener dogs are tiny so they get kind of scared really easily so I, it was really so many people. I'm surprised, you know.
0: Yeah, the, the the rules were a little loose. My big takeaway was that I think we should take this over. Basically, one guy on a microphone just screaming. It was tough to tell where, you know, the finish line was, and, you know, you really couldn't hear anything, but the first race happens. There's about five other dogs. They say go. Granny runs, and, like, the owners, like, start creeping towards, like, they cross what was supposed to be the finish line, and... Granny runs up right on one dog, and it's a dead tie. swear to God, I mean, we got video evidence. This dog was neck and neck when they came to the end, but the owner, like, went two feet into the course. That's
1: like pong rolls. You can't, like, you can't jump over.
0: Yeah, so then I'm all up in arms, like, what? Like, I mean, I feel bad. It's just, you know, beer garden bartender running this <laughs> thing. And he's literally like, I don't know. I don't know. It was way too close to tell, but the crowd was on our side. I got them chanting Granny's name. And the energy was just palpable. And then because it was so close, he literally just goes, Granny won. Crowd goes crazy. I pick her up like Simba. We're flying around the place. And then out of the corner of my eye, I see an object incoming. And a ball was thrown at Granny's face. Missed her by an inch. And then upon reflection, I didn't know in the moment who did it. I made a quick assumption. And I threw up the middle finger because how dare you trying to assault my dog. We find out it was the lady who uh, thought, you know, thought her dog won because she had it earlier in other videos. Like she came with it. She came with the ball and she threw it like a sore loser. So I flick her off. The crowd goes crazy. I literally felt like there's a scene from Harry Potter where they duel. And it's the same setup. Like it's just a long rectangle and people are packed to the gills around it. And it was the exact same thing. Like we had, we had the audience in the palm of our hand. And so I, (laughs) I am giving this lady the benefit of the doubt and saying, I think she was leaning into it. She was leaning into the Karen role. She gets up in my face. My dog won. My girlfriend's like, nah. And she's like, you, she's just like acting like it's the world series. Acting like anybody abortion. who so was. So are you though? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but but I'm, I'm here trying to make content, so uh, of course I'm. You know, we just gave Brian this whole spiel. You gotta send it when you're doing this, especially when there's hundreds of people chanting your dog's name. Oh my god! Absolutely. Um. So I'll finish up the story. Then I'm curious to see what Taylor thought. But she's not. She's not lighting up. She is not letting this go. She's up in the judge's face. She's up in our face. And I go, listen, it was close. Let's do a rematch. You and me. Rematch. I put all all my eggs in Granny's basket. I have full faith in her. I I was shocked she even ran in my direction to begin with. So then it's just her and the other dog. And the crowd is twice as intense. Everything is on the line right here. And they count down. Three, two, one. And Granny just sprints right to me. I cannot tell you how great it feels as a dog owner to have your dog run to you in front of hundreds of people with a million distractions. She ran to me and it was close again, but she beat the other woman's dog by at least a second and I threw her in the air. I was so (laughs) happy. I literally, it's one of the greatest moments of my life. (laughs) I will watch this video until I'm on my deathbed and smile every single time because oh my God. <laughs> it was just every, like I couldn't have planned it better in my head. It was a remarkable moment. I love granny so much. She's eating whatever she wants for the rest of her life. And she's officially retired because I don't, I don't no. think she can do better than that. that. That wasn't even the end of the event. That was the end of the video. Uh, it went on, which, which we'll get into. But Taylor, when you saw the video, what did you think?
1: I mean, I'll just start by saying I, I kind of purposely sat this event out because I'm like, I've had a lot going on. This is like Jack's moment. Let him have a perfect Albany day. I don't need to get in the way. I don't want to be involved. And I knew, I literally knew me watching the video would be better for me than being there because it went exactly the way I thought it was going to go. And I was... I decided to do Saratoga things instead, whatever, it doesn't matter. I was kind of anxiously waiting, open my fucking phone to that video, not the edited two button seat version. And I, I was just like beside myself. I'm like showing everybody I was with them. Like this is perfect. And for Jack, who is the most critical, like instant regret person I've ever met, like you're always picking something apart If you order something at the restaurant, you wish you got the other thing. Like Things don't really go according to Jack's plan, even when they go as best as they can possibly go. And the way that you've reacted to this video, you talking about it now, over the weekend, I mean, as soon as it was going up on a Sunday night, I'm like, he's obsessed with this video. He wants (laughs) to work and get it out. So I'm just so happy for you guys that you had your moment. And I can't actually like fathom the atmosphere because it was so crazy And I've been to those things before. And I guess, I don't know, the older you get, you think like people don't get like as drunk and crazy and it's not like that. Like you remember like your 23 year old self going, but to know that it actually really panned out in all of the ways of people being there and like packing the house, I can't imagine it. And I can't imagine it have gone out any other way. So shout out
0: to granny. Shout out granny. Jonah, anything to add?
3: Yeah, I blacked out. (laughs)
0: <laughs> From beer or just, just the intensity? I did a sip of
3: beer. It was intense. Yeah. It, I mean, everybody brought the energy. Uh, you know, I definitely think there could be imp- some improvements just with the the event itself, the wiener racing. But, I mean, just having all those people there drunk off the rash, chanting, going nuts for Granny and for all the other dogs, just, you know, you black out. I don't think we yeah. want
1: to take on a responsibility like that. That's though. true. Like, like, I think that's a little too much. Like, I'm surprised you got as good of a reception as you did. Granted, we were in the warehouse district of albany like i think that went exceptionally well for you just in terms of like getting the crowd on your side because mm-hmm. we really don't know what it's like when we go to events anymore you could have two of the wrong people there that could really turn it around on you and try to make it you know about them or just worse so i think logistically like let the the beer garden bartender deal with it oh one last thing my honest first reaction when i saw the video was the kid in the red shirt oh my god He was jumping higher than you. He was so, it was like literally like, like Steph Curry just hit like the game winning shot or whatever. Like it was the most genuine excitement because I'm like, where, where does this kid get off? Like, what does he care about in this video? Like the race, like Jack great. Like I couldn't figure out like how someone like him who's just involved in the event could be so genuinely excited for you. It was crazy.
0: The lady had big Karen energy. So that that helped make her a villain like she wasn't just like a quiet competitor she right, was right, right. obnoxious right and I th- again think she was leaning into it but th- my mom reached out she was like you gotta hire that guy in red
1: I d- I said that
0: and my and yeah, my mom I, said I was that like too. yeah I was like I, I literally think we will and then she literally follows up on Tuesday she all caps and a text hire the guy in red oh my. <laughs> out I- of nowhere
1: I think our parents are like they're almost like uh, like super like sluice on the content. Cause my dad texts me a new question about you every day. <laughs> like he's like literally Monday morning, did Jack's dog win the race? I'm like, Yes, Jack's <laughs> Dog won the race. He's That's like burning. asking me, he was like asking me like personal questions about you, like where some like I'm like, What? You you're just really into all of this. So he's got a clear head now and he's sober. But yeah, I appreciate it. I like all the love and the inner workings.
0: The dirty secret is she didn't win the, the event. That was the qualifying yeah. race. Then there was a final And back to the poor organization, there was way too many dogs. They raced the first, way too many dogs. And two people who were in the finals had other dogs at the finish line. No. So I'm, first, there's no, there's so many people, I have no space to even get on the the end line. And I'm like, these two people are holding other dogs. That's obviously cheating. Like, obviously, it's their dog's brother. It's going to run right to it. And like it's taking up way too much space. And the guy's like, I don't know. Like, because what does he do? What is he going to do? So I literally was like wedged up against the wall for the final. And then the girl whips out a freaking hot dog. She has a bowl of hot dogs at a wiener race. <laughs> and I'm like, this is absolutely cheating. This is steroids for a wiener race. And I'm like, I'm, then I'm causing a scene for that. My audio ended up cutting out after the first race so we couldn't even make a video of even if we wanted to but first a guy cheats he th- literally threw his dog before the starting gate so then they had to redo it and then granny like wasn't even paying attention by the fifth race the, so the fell ending
2: apart. one was really boring anyway the the main event was really the granny thing every it almost seemed like everybody came for that you mm-hmm. know it was wild i it, i, I, I I asked Jonah, I'm like, was that staged? Does he know the girl? Because it just, the situation was so crazy. And i like, like, I was like, wow, like the content on this is going to, it was just too much of a crazy moment. Like you can't recreate it. No. But that's why I thought it was staged. Because I'm like, <laughs> wow, like it was just so animated. You throw in. Uh, granny in the air the the crowd and i texted him like as soon as it was done like wow like i had like goosebumps on me just because it was so it was like once in a lifetime moment so funny it
0: was you're not recreating that ever again it's just like it was my shen student section training paying off
1: oh yeah i was the leader
0: of the student section and i could just it was just in my DNA to get the crowd going, win Granny over. She was the only rescue there, so that got around, and people yep. were pulling for her for that, and just can't can't redo that, so nope. we're not going to. Nope.
2: Granny also was the only one that had signs made. Granny's 12. <laughs> yeah. Like It was just so much. No, like- it was a perfect
1: storm. It was, uh, no <laughs> doubt, a perfect storm.
0: Yep. Um, you had a big interview with the stars of the Real Estate Commission, which is a show produced here in Albany. Uh, We got a ton of press about two years ago. It was a legitimate TV production in search of the next big real estate broker. So they had thousands of people, a lot local. People came from all over the country, though, to apply for this. They say it's not reality, it's realty, (laughs) but it's like a reality show. I Um, didn't know that. It's kind of like an apprentice meets shark tank with these four very successful brokers locally, uh, kind of looking for a new team member someone they're picking off the street who who competes in all these challenges and competitions and it's currently airing on facebook watch i think they're two episodes deep there's six total and uh the world's kind of their oyster right now of where they go from here but uh what'd you make of the interview
1: um well as sort of the real estate uh I'm not going to say I'm a real estate guru here, but I do have an interest in it. So, I thought it was very cool to just take the opportunity to sit down with these guys because the real estate end, I actually understand. I write about it, I live in a house, I've bought a house. Like, I understand real estate. I've watched, you know, 29 straight years of HGTV preparing for any real estate moment that could ever get thrown my way. The part I didn't understand was why the leap into reality television. Why not just ride your coattails, spend your money, do your deals? What was the motivation to get into commercial real estate mentoring and kind of putting that on a spotlight for people to see? And that's what I think was the really cool part of the interview is understanding that, you know, there might be some percentage within these guys that would love to be the next, you know, Mr. Wonderful or whatever on Shark Tank, but they feel like they've reached a point in their career where the best thing they can do is mentor and pass along that information to somebody else that could potentially, you know, realize a dream through a career that is super hard to do. There's a massive fail rate. I was explaining to Drew off camera, you know, you could work 2 years in commercial real estate and not receive one paycheck. You have no salary, you have no kind of base to get you through until you make that commission. So you have to be dedicated and as much as you can, you know, kind of roll your eyes or bat your eyelashes at what you see on TV with all the flashiness of, you know, the realtors that are on, you know, major networks doing this. Like most people that get to that end goal work really effing hard to do it. They don't just have like long legs and a you know Ferrari that they drive around, so it was very cool to get the backstory a little bit and put some context into why they did the show. Um, and I have watched the show as well, and you know it's a big feat to do something like that here in the capital region, and that's not lost on us in in this backyard, you know, squirrel sanctuary. But to the untrained eye, they might not realize like all that goes into like making a full length show. Like we make five minute videos, and I know how much work that is for you and the rest of the team. Like. I can't even imagine.
0: The good news is their money's real. And because of that, to boost their Facebook audience, we will be doing the biggest, no, not the biggest, but the biggest cash giveaway we've ever done on Two Buttons Deep. You can win $1,000 cash wow. next week. All you're going to have to do, wait, wait for us to do it so we can track it. But once we announce it, it'll be out on Monday. All you got to do is like the page so you see the videos follow, come out. Follow, 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 not like. Follow. That's going to be a tough one. I think like is kind of like the, the first thing you click. But you got to follow along with what they're doing. And that's all you got to do to enter for a chance to win $1,000 cash.
1: What do you think is going to be the bot situation with this?
0: I We've had great success today. I think you just can't say the word giveaway.
1: But $1,000 cash?
0: Cash. Handout.
1: I think we have to really make it um,
0: prize. No prize. prize. No. no. I. I think we just jump right in. We usually do every giveaway with a big giveaway and text to start the to start the caption. But I avoided that this time because we got annihilated by by them for our CDTA giveaway two weeks ago. Yep. Um. But you live and you learn. But it's real
1: on. cash. I think that's like we have to find a clever way to be like, no, this is real. Because sometimes you see cash giveaways, like you know, like you get spammed by like Ray Ban or whoever's like getting you know tracked or hacked or whatever. Like, this is a real giveaway. You can really win $1,000. We have the money. We're ready to give it to somebody. No questions asked, right? You wow. just yeah. We'll hand the them page. the envelope. We'll hand you the envelope with the cold hard cash in it. So don't be scared by such a good giveaway. It's real. <laughs> but the two buttons deep bot accounts are not real.
0: Are not real. Yeah,
2: one of the bot accounts just started following me. So I thought that was cool. <laughs> numbies See, are just, numbies. I just don't want
1: them to, like, start creating, like, content and shit. And this that squirrel is... Like literally three back. buttons deep into your garbage, and it is just a sight to see.
0: <laughs> all right. Sight to see. Speaking of that. Oh, boy. Upstate New York meme. We made it.
1: We are sight to see.
0: We've been memed yep. on Upstate New York memes. What do you think of that one? They did it. They posted a meme. Um, it's a Sopranos picture, and they had done it before, and then we did it again. And it's Tony. He's two buttons deep, and the three it. guys yeah. behind him, all that kind of have is back. And it's kind of representing two buttons deep being supported by our three main pieces of content, which is bad park jobs, Glenville bridge and Stuart's propaganda. Stewart's. I got to look at it again. Just to love smile. Stewart's. You okay. got to love Stuarts yeah, nice. If you're not here for the Stuart's propaganda, just unfollow us now. Right. The we main- love it. It comes from a good place in our heart. And for that, that's why we kind of assembled this idea. Um, kind of went over some people's heads, but this was an ad. We, we made this. We just wanted it to appear almost as if it was a dig to us, but it's marketing because now everybody, they have a huge audience. They've got like 80,000 followers for yep. just doing one simple meme a day. It's kind of glorious. And I think five years from now, we'll probably own that account. But it's funny that at this point we paid to appear on it. A lot of people are like, oh, like all. all
1: Wait, you're all, saying that?
2: I got hit up too. People were like, "Yo, look, look what happened!" And I was just like, "Okay, like, yeah, nah." So it did look like they were like slandering you, yeah, nah. Wait, but,
1: you're uh, tell- you're going to tell people that we paid for it?
0: It said ad in it. He put hashtag. Oh, ad. he did. Oh, so I did So anybody, know that. anybody who knows anything about anybody who is anybody, anybody in the social media an, world,
1: but it didn't stop the haters from commenting on it as if it was not it. an ad. We've got all our classics are, are right on the page. Yep. Yeah. We've got all of them there. But listen, that's straight up funny. I like a sopranos meme anywhere I can get one. Can't believe you said sopranos better than you said Bob Kovajic. Bob Kavajik. You didn't say Why Sopranos. I'm I'm impressed actually that you got that one right, but I think that is a flawless meme. And I like that the comments were kind of instigating around too. They said uh Waterslide World.
0: Yeah. That's they said water,
1: abandoned water slides. That's what was the comment,
0: I believe. Yeah, well, that is our post of the week. slide World is officially selling its final two slides. This is wild, man. The, the whole place has been demolished. It's come down to two slides, which are very near and dear to my heart. And they're for sale for $3,000.
2: Who puts a... Who puts a slide for sale like that? Like that is so- The demolisher, so
0: I think. They're trying to make a quick buck.
1: They have liabilities they're going to have to pay for. Yeah. So <laughs> they need that 3K. Shout out to a Senior Buttonista, by the way, who supplied that image.
0: Really? Yeah, she got that. She got that screenshot, yeah. It was on a local Facebook marketplace. Yep. They are straight up selling it for $3,000, but a lot of people are serious about buying it. And we had a couple comments saying, I reached out, and they are going to charge you five thousand dollars to disassemble it's
1: it really wait so Al, how On else is gonna category?
0: get and or a is- lot of people were like well you're demolishing it anyways but i get it because uh, yeah i guess demolishing is different than disassembling so right it's
1: eight grand
2: for eight the- grand
0: yeah. for two premier commercial water slides i'm
1: not gonna say they're premier wow. they're probably older than us it worked for me just saying premier
2: yeah, you know, no, I've seen them go down there a long, long time Wait. ago, back in the day. You
1: know what? what I mean? Wait, what? Where's <laughs> really going on this podcast?
0: It could be a good time to announce.
1: No! I don't
0: I'm think so. I'm posting world. it next week. World. I want
1: to see the video before you wanna talk about vid- it. You want
0: to see the video before we talk about it? I think so. Okay.
1: Because, again, isn't talk that um, the point? Like, I don't know. Hashtag well, ad?
0: Uh, anyone who's an anyone hour who's into the show kind of deserves.
1: Anybody who's anybody would
2: know. I don't, that, I don't, what, what are you talking about? The summer of 99 water slide video, man, you might have to hold on <laughs> to that. Drew's covering know I'm for to, you. You might have to hold Drew's on to that. Drew's covering man. for like, you so hard right we now. Used to, yeah, we used to go there when we were little. We used to
0: water slide down the slide. <laughs> All it right, worked.
1: we're not the cops.
0: Well, Let's I did one, one of the most remarkable things in my life, beyond wow. granny. Be, uh, this is going to one-up. I feel bad for granny. What What's coming next week on Two oh, Buttons Deep damn. is going to one-up granny. And, uh. It's going to be the number one in family fun. That's all I got to say. That's it? Yeah. All right. Thanks. Peek into the week. It's brought to you by Melio. If you see delivery food in your future this next week, you better order through Melio. It is the Capital Region's most loved delivery service. They charge restaurants less than the national competitors do. Their drivers actually show up, order Herbie's Burgers, and get it through Melio, it's the best option. It's the best option. If you gotta order food, make it Melio.
1: Can you say that directly to that squirrel? I think Jonah should order this squirrel some Herbie's burgers from Oof, Melio. Now I'm getting hungry.
2: What I like about Melio too, you get points every time you order something. Yeah, oh, you get cash hell back. Yeah. So, so, when so I get to I, hit
1: that slider, yeah, I like oh, yeah.
2: getting stuff back for when I pay for stuff. You know? Oh my <laughs> god,
1: it didn't <laughs> like honestly just a couple bucks off. I'm like, there's like a little bit of my tax, a little bit of my tip. Maybe I'll give big tip energy because exactly. I just saved two dollars at Melio Moolah I'm a huge Melio girl. Yeah. It, it just
2: feels good that when you check out, at least something happens. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like on every other app, you just check out and they take your money and that's that. On um, Melio, at least like a meter fills up or you're getting something. You know what I mean? It feels yeah. like a game in a sense. You know? Yeah, they've
0: gamified it very well. Yes. It's got our attention and I, I'm a loyal, loyal Melio guy because you get the money back and you don't even need to order delivery. You can just order food you're going to go pick up. If you're going to Herbie's Burgers, just order it through Melio, and you get. money Oh, back. I order everything like it's a life anything
1: hacker. like Fruit Loop or any like on the go type of yeah. stuff. I don't need to wait. Like I literally just order on Melio and just pick it up.
0: It is fiscally irresponsible not to use Melio. One hundred. But our peak into the week, we're launching a new podcast.
1: Oh, that's a good peek! Huh? It's about damn time.
0: Place podcast. Is yes. finally coming to the air uh, after about six months. We taped the interview for this first episode. Summer I think in 99 May, at summer of Worm. ninety nine, with Bob Kavacic.
1: Yep, the whole gang it, it was there. Perfect. Yep, kindergarten <laughs> class. Yep, we know.
0: Uh, but Drew, we're we're recording it right after this. You're hopping into the podcast world. You know, obviously this is behind the buttons where we're open about what's going on with this company. But you got a whole new challenge. You're kind of going the path of the buttonista, talking about yourself how you view the world, how the world views you, and it's personal, it's vulnerable, and you're about to enter a world, you know, you've done podcasts before, but now you're with Two Buttons Deep, so it's going to be out there, and are you ready to cross this threshold?
2: I'm ready, it's a whole different vibe, like I've picked up a lot of game from Taylor, so I've been watching what she's been doing, I listen to her podcast, I like her style, so... She's given me the confidence to go and do it kind of on my own. I, I kind of wanted to do more interview-based, which I will do. But um, I'm excited to, you know, talk and kind of open up my personality too and build my audience just like how Taylor did. So That's I'm, so I'm, nice. I'm real motivated on what she's done, so I'm excited to build my build my path too, you know.
0: Any words of advice, Jonah?
3: Yeah, I mean, Drew, I have the pleasure of getting to spend a lot of time with you you know, week in and week out. And I just, I feel very fortunate that I get to listen to Drew speak and share his perspective on things and his stories. And, you know, he's been through some crazy shit, as have we all. Um, but it hits different when it's coming from Drew. So I'm really stoked that more people are going to get the opportunity that I have is, is to listen to Drew, you know, communicate and share his story. It's valuable shit.
1: Um, yeah. You make me laugh out loud like more than anybody in this. Squirrel Sanctuary. So I just think sometimes like your top of head things that come out and you don't even think about it. You just say it and you don't know how we're going to receive it end up being so funny. And I think that's just a good natural quality to have is that you kind of have this like off the cuff realness that a lot of people would, you know, think before they speak. That's sort of the nobody asked me but mentality. Mm -hmm. So I think you're going to crush it. I think it's obviously been a long time coming. Um, You know, you've been with us. mm, like almost like six or seven months. And I feel like you've kind of done that, like studying up that you wanted to do, that we invited you to do, just kind of coming along for the ride and, um, you know, patiently waiting your turn and just letting, you know, letting it play out. And I think you've done a good job at like taking it all in. And now it's your turn to show us what you're all about and get people to love you the way that we have gotten to love you.
2: Awesome. I'm looking forward to it. So yeah, definitely stay tuned for that. Fifth place podcast.
1: Fifth place podcast.
0: Fifth place podcast. I love it. F P
1: P Yeah, we'll figure something out.
0: And then Brian will start the ninth place podcast if he uh, doesn't win the Stein hosting competition this Saturday. So stay tuned for that. Stay tuned for the podcast. Stay tuned every Friday for a new episode of Behind the Buttons. We'll talk to you next week.